Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by assholeconsulting.com. Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. And now, your host... Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Good evening, afternoon. How you guys doing? It is the Clary Podcast. The old Clarimeister just woke up. Oh, oh, yawn. Oh, just get up. I don't want to open up my email. See how many new requests are. Hang on, let's do that. Let's open up the email. I don't want to, but we're going to see how many new requests there are. My burgeoning request, my burgeoning success story. Uh, Three sixty-five. Here we go. Thank God for all you single moms and divorce and feminism and. Lies and uh, consulting, that's what it is. There we go. Because if any of your parents actually raised your children, right? Uh, fathers were present and mandatory and raising the children, then asshole consultant wouldn't exist. I try to look on the positive side of things. I try to look at that slice of bread and say, which side is it buttered on? And not only is it buttered, it's got a little bit of cinnamon and sugar on there. And that's called asshole consultant. Oh my God, 11 new emails. How many are in there? Oh my God, 13. Good Christ. Good Christ. Oh, I did catch up with all the emails. Look at that. These are all new. Oh, oh. No ADP, I don't want... Oh, good old Brian Johnson. Good old Brian Johnson's still alive. How's he doing? How much thing is that? Da, 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 da. Bada, ba, bada, boo, booty, bee. Good to hear from Brian Johnson. He's my website guy. He's my IT guy. All right, asshole consultant can be postponed until tomorrow. Uh, uh, it is the Clary Podcast. I am glad you're here with me. Uh, the old Claire Mice is just getting up. Hang on. You know what? Get a rooster booster light. That'll wake me up. Hang on. Aaron, did you do this first thing in the morning? You got up? You did the first? Yep. Yep. Gotta get the work done. Gotta get the work done. Some leftover food. I'll tell you what we need. Ah. <sighs> Good stuff. Very good stuff. Got my supplier down in Omaha, Nebraska. Good stuff. We need a recession. Oh, do we need a recession? I was looking at flights to Vegas is is okay. Those have been going down um, because of efficiency and capitalism and white men, evil white men being more efficient. We'll throw some Asian and Latinos and blacks in there, but it's predominantly men who happen to be of the white skin that have made things cheap, all right? And you all shut the hell up. You all go shop at Walmart. Who who, who established that? Jerome? Pablo? No. Uh, 
Bill? Walt? Who are the uh, Walton brothers? Very, very boring names, I'm sure. Um, anyway, we do need a recession. Uh, car rentals are way too high. Hotels. I remember you could, now, in the deepest, darkest parts of the recession, caused by predominantly white men, I'll point out, in all intellectual honesty, <laughs> in all intellectual honesty, the recession, predominantly caused by douchebaggy, small penis white men. In the depths of it, 2009-2010, uh, the old captain spent two summers in South Dakota, and my lodging, my lodging cost, get ready for this, I, I hope you guys are sitting down, $600 for three months, it was $200 a month, just, no, nah, it wasn't luxury at all, it was a very low rent, probably, the, well, it was the cheapest place I could find, made some friends in that town, um, Skyline Motel, down in Rapid City, Atham, look it up, um, you could, and now, you, you can't get that, you can't get that deal no more. It's not that the economy is booming, but it has recovered. It's been stabilized. And, uh, man, I remember the days you could rent a car for, like, $10 a day? Oh, my God, it's cheaper to drive than my own damn car. And you could, oh, let's go here, let's go there. And now, oh, no, no. My favorite motel, motel, hotel. In the Twin Cities, you could usually get your buddy William Shatner to the, the Priceline discount chop thing. He would, he would chop it in half for my good buddy, William Shatner. And uh, we got this very nice hotel, the Hilton, down on over on the south side. And, uh, you know, you just, it's staycation. We're going to do a staycation? Oh, you guys, a staycation? It's like, no, we're going to get you on the south side of town so you don't have to commute. And I don't want to drive all the way out to Rapid City or Denver or Chicago. And I just want to get the hell out of my own damn house. So there'd be this hotel that we'd go to, the Hilton. And uh, you get it under 50 bucks. Good deal. No, no, now, now, minimum 150. 150. No, you assholes. Lining up at our nation's national parks. They're going to go on vacation. We can afford it. Honey. Honey. I know the Range Rover was a bad idea when we took out the home equity loan in 2007 and that, you know, I want to go back to school and get my master's degree in, in, in Women International Communication English Sculpture Studies. Honey, now we, can, now we can go to the Badlands National Park. Now we can go to Mount Rushmore. Now we can go to Rocky Mountain. We can stand in line with the rest of the sheep. Oh, it was great. It was great. Being a minimalist, let me tell you the advantage of being a minimalist, is that the world becomes your playground, especially during recessions, because we're immune. We're inured. We're inoculated against recessions. We, well, we're going to spend just as little as we were before, good times or bad. It doesn't change our strategy. And we're minimalist. We didn't have no debt. And so when the economy is re in recession, and I'm not joking, your purchasing power almost doubles when it comes to fun. It almost doubles. Housing, lodging, uh, the the waits and lines are short. There's no there's no sheep lined up. Oh no, no. Two years ago, I lined up. I thought I was going to get into Badlands National Park pretty early. I thought I'd just be able to drive. Nope. 
got there, there was a queue. 10 a.m., a queue. And you got to, if you look at the map, Badlands National Park is out in the middle of freaking nowhere. So these assholes, these commoners, these sheep, these lemmings, these people who don't understand that I own the national park systems, it's my private domain, uh, they were queuing up, lining up at, at RA 9 a.m. There was a line. And I'm like, God dang it, son of a bitch. You know, I want to take the scenic route to get to Rapid City. And up, they're all queued up, all queued up. Oh, the economy's doing all right. It's not booming. The economy is not booming. I saw it. It's all right. It's doing pretty good. I looked it up recently. I'm like, hey, how has Trump actually been doing? Has he been, he's, doing, he's doing all right. We got GDP above 3%. That's pretty impressive. You guys were coming over yourselves when like GDP was like 1.8, when it was positive. Oh, it's a booming economy, Obamanomics. Oh, my God. It's like, yeah, this is sloretic. This is uh, this is barely beating inflation. And you Keynesians, oh, the economy has a limit to what it could grow. See, now, now that we have a socialist in the government, now we're going to say that, oh, don't expect, don't expect too much. We're going to lower expectations because we have an affirmative action president. We're going to lower, hey, this is the best he can do. Oh, my God, what he inherited from Bush? Now, admittedly, he did inherit a recession. Um, but it wasn't George Bush. It was you stupid American people who bought more houses than you could afford, but I'm not going into that. Larger point being is that uh, I enjoyed the recession. I really enjoyed the recession. Things were cheap. Fuel was cheap. Lodging was cheap. Um, you could just drive around, rent a car here, rent a car there, get a hotel. Hell, even in Canada, it was cheap. I remember 2013, I went up to Alaska, drove up to Alaska and back. And, um, yeah, I don't think I paid more than $100 anywhere. In, in nice places, Revelstoke, uh, but nice places, I, I, I was only paying, like, at most, Canadian, uh, 80 Canadian dollars, which is like $3.26. Because Trudeau's a fucking pussy. Uh Oh, no, now, now, oh, 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 we have this modicum of stability now. We got to go out and borrow a shit ton of money. We got to go and borrow. We got to go and, Johnny, I need a Range Rover. And now you sheep line up. You get in my way. Even at restaurants. Even at restaurants. I'm not talking fancy restaurants. I'm talking like Cadoba. I like Cadoba. Cadoba is way better than Chipotle. I've talked about this before. did an entire segment on it. But you get some really good. They got way more ingredients. Way more um choices than chipotle chipotle's just like hey here's some gray looking slop oh but it's organic it's organic no you know what treat it with the freaking chemicals so it looks like a fucking tomato all right i want to see red tomatoes i want to see gray tomatoes i don't want to see purple tomatoes i want to see red tomatoes i want to see green peppers i want to see clear white onions but even there, you go like, oh, all of a sudden like i'm gonna you know and then the wife comes up with miss miss freaking let's hold up the world with her cell phone now, you used, used to be able to identify them where they'd have the piece of paper. I'll have 14 burritos with very special, unique ingredients. They all have to be specific and individual. Now they got the phone. Okay, my first burrito. I know it's wrong. I know it's bad and I know it's evil. But there was a lady who did that in front of me. At a subway. And I won't mention where. Because I had words with her. And um, she was 
she did the I'm gonna order six subways. I I led into her. I just opened up. I said, "Fuck you, you fucking people do this all the fucking time." And like the kid behind the he, he didn't know what to do. Um, he he was freaked out. Well, maybe not freaked out, but he certainly was intimidated. And I'm like, "I'm sick of you fucking people." And I was in a bad mood. I admit, I admit, I was in a bad mood. Um, but I let her know. I was the guy that let those, you know, those people, those people, they pull out their fucking scroll like the trumpeter uh, announcer guy in the in the 1500s. Ba, 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 ba. His evidence at royal council will now like. Ba, 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 ba. So she opened that up, and I just like you fucking goddamn piece of shit. You fucking think you're gonna goddamn it? Get the fuck out! And um, I'm surprised actually the cops weren't called on me. Matter of fact, I've been very lucky with the cops. The old captain has, the old captain has, um, should have gone to jail a couple times, to be honest. <laughs> the old captain has been very, if there's proof there's a God and I got a guardian angel, it's the fact I haven't gone to jail. Uh, nothing, nothing terrible or, you know, never assault or murdery, murder, murder, battery, murdery, which is murder and battery combined. Um, the old captain has lost the the wick burned at both ends and there was no more candle left and that's when the captain lost it and uh there was some instances where the captain had every with absolutely should have gone to jail and he didn't he didn't because of some guardian angel i like to think his name is claude i got a guardian angel named claude and he smokes a good cigar and he don't help me out, but he comes and saves my ass every once in a while. He's a very grumpy, pissed-off angel, kind of like me. And he, he, he's, he's got a belt of whiskey always. You know, he's, he's, he's always got the cigar in the same hand. Now, if you hold a cigar a certain way, Atham knows how to do this. You can hold with your pinky finger and your non-cursing finger, the one off to the left. You can hold that with your cursing finger... But you're going to need your cursing finger and your pointing finger to hold the cigar. And then with the other two fingers and your thumb, you should be able to hold a uh, glass of scotch or whiskey or whatever kind of bourbon you may have with your cigar. And that's Claude. I imagine Claude is this very condescending, stern, not happy, lovey-dovey angel. He he just kind of... And, and he'll take a drag from his cigar... And he'll look at me condescendingly. He says, "What the fuck did you do now?" And he curses. He swears. He's on. He's on a good enough level with a, a JC that he can curse and swear. And he never takes a drink from it. He never takes. It just sits there. And he swishes it around a little bit with his cigar. He says, "Oh, you thought that was a good idea? Punching that guy? Uh, you know what? I'm not bailing you out again, Clary. I'm not. Bailing, I'll bail you out this time, but I'm not bailing you out the next time. Right? Don't go around punching people." Same thing after I stepped out, even though I was within my right, completely within my right, doing what all of you wanted to do. <clears throat> you know, like black uh, teenagers or, or, heaven forbid, adults who wear their pants like down in between their knees. and they, You want to pull those down and push them over and beat the crap out of them. Black people do want to do that. You know, you shouldn't do that, though. You know, it, it kind of looks at you. Okay, did you, did you have fun? Was that all right? Okay, now, you know what? You could have gone to jail for that. And had a whole bunch of charges against you. But I, Claude, guardian angel of Aaron Clary, Lord Almighty, that's how I'm getting to heaven. Probably some nice guy who did a lot of horrible things in the past. And like, all right, look, you're going to be this guy's guardian angel for his entire life. And you're going to take care of him. 
Jesus, is that what it's going to cost? Maybe I'll just go to hell instead. And he's just pissed off. He's very grumpy with me. But every once in a while, he's like, he'll cover for me. <clears throat> and I was like, yeah, that's it. No, you're not doing that. And I don't. Then I don't. But anyway, all of you wanted to do that to that, you know, Subway woman or the Chipotle woman. You know, okay, I'm going to have six subs. This will be white. This will be wheat. Now, this one has tuna, but some... I like how they always try to judge or not judge. Uh, control? What's the word I'm looking for? Scale. A little bit of pepper. A little bit. Like, here's this poor sandwich artist trying to make his living or her living. And and it's just a little bit of pepper. What is a little bit of pepper? Who are you? How spoiled and cunty is your life that you're like, well, just a little bit of salt. Not too much. Not too much. Some oregano, but not a lot. Like, that's that's the... The forefront of your of your choices in life. This is this is how bad your life is that you might get a little bit too much oregano on your sandwich that you're ordering it for other people. Always imagine that they're like they're gonna go back to the dude bro frat boy preppy. You know, like this is the soccer mom who runs. I'm gonna get sandwiches for everybody, and then they go back and it's just those. See, I always had a, I always had a, a, a good opinion of jocks. I know a lot of people didn't. Jocks in my day never picked on me. They were just good athletes. But there was the that that I know is not the standard reputation of jocks. Jocks sometimes were douchebags and assholes. Never ran into them. I ran into them in college. But I'm imagining that she's going to go back to these uh, Cobra Kai type of dude, bro, frat boy high schoolers. They're like, oh, dude, thanks, well, and they just engorge themselves with. Food and they say, "Okay, honey, sweetheart, all right." Maybe she's banging one of her her son's friends behind the back. Maybe she's a hot gal. Never had that. Never had that. You kids nowadays, you're lucky to have hot teachers and hot moms in the neighborhood. There was no hot moms in our neighborhood. None. None. They're all frumpy, all mom looking. Would it never, never didn't didn't would have never did. Dawn on us, oh dang, I take a crack at my buddy's mom. Not one of us. Moms were moms back in the 80s and the 90s. They were not sexy. They were mom-like. You're like, oh, hey, how you doing, Mrs. Jones? Yeah, nice to see you. No, I don't want to touch you. And they, not that they ever approached. But nowadays, holy shit. All these gals banging their students. And don't, don't, don't. Hang on, hang on. Hang on, let me go get another. I think I might get a rooster booster. Hang on. Don't you guys be telling me, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sexually oppressed, or I was raped. Or, no, 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 we don't do that. I know the virgin towels and the, the what should we call it, the uh, corrupted MGTOWs. I know MGTOW has a, a dual meaning nowadays. Uh, I'm, I'm not talking to real MGTOWs, I'm talking to the fake ones. Don't you guys be playing the fucking victim card like these feminists. Oh, I was raped. Yeah, you were, you were raped. Yeah, you you totally were hold, holded down by that hot 25-year-old who's pursuing her master's degree in elementary education. The blonde chicky babe. Yeah, who, who wanted to bang the football player. Right, yeah. You, your 17-year-old ass in, in the, in the uh, uh, pinnacle of your virility. 
And uh, yeah, here comes this 26-year-old uh, hot teacher that every guy's talking. Man, I would have. I want to bang Miss Jones. Oh man, I, and you did, don't don't tell me that you're oppressed or you're a victim or anything. Oh, absolutely, run with it. Absolutely, you you absolutely. That's not professional. That's not right. Uh, these girls wanted to play this game where it's like, oh, it's sexual harassment. Everything's sexual. Oh my God, everything's rape. Okay, fine. Yeah, play that game. But don't sit there and say, oh, I need to go talk to a therapist. Don't sit there. You got to bang the, the, the Miss Hottie Hot Hot, uh, whatever. There was one teacher. I'll admit this. There was one teacher in our high school. Um, she wasn't even that hot. She was just cute. And she looked very young, so a lot of people thought she was a student. And... um inevitably, you know, every year some guy would ask her out. She's like, I'm a teacher. What? I'm sorry. You know, back back when there was a little bit of decorum. And uh, I don't think she would have. But no, don't tell me. Don't tell me you need therapy. Don't tell me, oh, I was oppressed. Oh, I was taken advantage of. Oh, her feminine wiles. I was just this innocent, horny 17-year-old guy. Just walking down the street. I was going to go to... To, to Bible study, and after I after I was gonna, I'm en route to the Boy Scouts. I was gonna get my Eagle Scout badge, and then Miss Jones just showed up and started sucking my dick, and I'm like, oh my god, here's this five foot four woman, and I can't stop her 110 pound ass from blowing. Don't give me that shit. Don't give me that because I got a buddy. I won't mention who. And. The, uh, how can I put it without giving him away? The environ by which I hang out with this buddy of mine, he's a younger guy, um, it's, uh, predominantly male. Let's just say the group is, there's some gals in there, but it's predominantly male. And he's a good-looking kid, good-looking kid, nice, good look. he is a model, um, that good-looking, a-, a nice guy, nice guy, too, we all bust his butt and you know, like, oh, look at the fag over on Instachat. Oh, you know, that's what guys do. But um, nice guy. Just straight up honorable, ethical guy. Well, he, he's not that old. And he was talking about how in high school, one of his teachers, who was hot, who was hot, he showed me the picture. And he says, yeah, she wanted to sleep with me, wouldn't I? And, and you could just see, and he said, no. He said, no. Now, he did quote the right thing. You want to talk about the look of regret. You want to talk about the look of shame. Because every guy, including myself, like, what the hell is wrong with you? You had to. You had to go bang your dick. What? Why didn't you? What is wrong with you? You had a, You had green lights. Green lights as far as the lights could green. It, was, it wasn't even... Ireland isn't as green of a light as, as you had green to go. And you could just see on his face, like, he's just shaking and said, yeah, I should <laughs> Dude, babysitters and hot teachers, if you can bang them, do it, okay? Now, babysitters, not when you're a little kid. I'm talking like when you're older, you know, she was what? 16 and you were you were 10, all right. So now you're, you're 26 and she's 32. Like, hey, how you doing, you know? That's every guy. Don't and don't 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 even don't even don't even all you people. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm shocked, shocked to find gambling going on here. Don't even do that with me. You look. You all wanted to bang that hot teacher. 
you all wanted to bang that hot uh, uh, babysitter, even though you weren't pubescent at that time. You're kind of like, oh, there's something about that girl. And then uh, you all wanted to rip apart that stupid fucking cunt that ordered six Subway sandwiches in front of you. Don't tell me you didn't want to. I just live the life that, that you guys don't. Okay, I didn't I didn't bang either one of my teachers. Okay, I had no hot teachers. There was no hot teachers. And I had a, a babysitter who was pretty hot, but um I don't even know I wouldn't even know where to find her. I wouldn't I wouldn't know I don't even know her name. Um back in the day I didn't but and Lord knows what she looks like now. But that is that's kinda like the triple crown, you know. You you bang your teacher, you bang your hot uh, babysitter. What would be the third one? Hot teacher, maybe your boss if you got a hot boss. That's real rare. That's really rare to get a hot boss. And you have to basically be willing to throw away your career. Um, I don't know, I've never had a hot boss. What would be the third one? Teacher, babysitter, some kind of gal in authority. I guess that's the the angle I was going with. But yeah, the boss is not a lot of. I mean, ideal, yeah, yeah. You got a hot boss and bang your hot boss. That'd be cool. Oh, oh, the Russians are attacking. The Russians are attacking. We gotta let the people know that it's noon. Was it eleven? Never mind. It's eleven in the WBL. Um. Anyway, let's do some sponsors. Get that out of the way. What do the sponsors go? Let's go with the sponsors. Boop, 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 boop. Here we go. Uh, oh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Black Kojak and Miguel. These guys are always commenting on the uh, on the podcast. I want to give those guys a shout-out. There's a little bit of discussion going on. You can make comments on SoundCloud. I, I really don't pay attention to the to the notes, but I did want to give those guys a shout because they're loyal listeners. Like to you know, say hi to those guys. Uh, fan mail. Let's do some fan mail. Fan mail here. Hi, Aaron. This is a long overdue thank you note. I read Worthless when I was 18 years old, the summer before starting college. Before reading your book, I was an intelligent, hardworking student. Well, what, are you a dumb, lazy student now? What do you mean before? (laughs) This isn't a good lead-up, kid. Before I read your book, I was great and wonderful and awesome. Now I'm a piece of shit. Before reading your book, I was an intelligent, hardworking student that nonetheless had no real direction about what I would study in college or why. When I first applied, I listed my concentrations as economics and history. After reading your book, I decided to study engineering and eventually earned a Bachelor's of Science in Computer Engineering. There we go! Uh, yeah. Before we do it over again, I would study computer science, which is, in my opinion, the best economic option, of which there are very few available to college students. Nevertheless, I took many computer science courses, which gave me the hard skills to obtain a high-paying job, uh, first high-paying first job out of school. Without your book, I would undoubtedly be like many college peers that got worthless liberal arts degrees and are now woefully underemployed even as highly intelligent Ivy League graduates. Your book is a must-read for any aspiring graduate. Thank you so much. Best, Adam. Thank you very much, Adam. You have no idea how happy it is um, that it makes me that you uh, avoided hell. Um, 
That's good. I know I know the old captain only has a pump and not a heart anymore. That was replaced back in the early aughts. The old captain used to have a heart. We traded it out because it wasn't doing any good. Went to the doc, found I have very high cholesterol again. That was not bullshit the first time around. So now I gotta eat fucking broccoli and shit and I'll probably have some oatmeal. Anyway, uh thank you, Adam. I do appreciate that. You have no idea. Because, um, you know, I'm going to die, apparently, because of high cholesterol and heart attack. Uh, but it is, that does make me happy to see that you kids are out there avoiding worthless degrees and that I, dude, I'd saved you, what? I'd have to say three years. If we're due to the math, like, in terms of complete wastes of time, a liberal arts degree, I mean, everybody's got to take the prerequisites, but then I saved you three years and then a, a life of, Poverty and bullshit. And you even said it, those Ivy League kids. Ivy League graduates, even that's not immune to it anymore. Like, oh, you went to Harvard? It doesn't. It, Harvard should be like, ah, I majored in anything, but I went to Harvard. So all of you employers line up to suck my dick. Oh, I went to Harvard. That's good to see. It's good to see that even Ivy League doesn't matter anymore. I mean, mathematically, economically, we know. It's not where you went to school. It's what you majored in. But I thought the Ivy League, oh, yeah, oh, Harvard, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I, Charles, Charles, old chap. <laughs> you know, Winston Howell third, he'd be lining up, oh, you're, are you a Yale graduate? Did you study in penis studies? Well, that's all right. Come on over here working Goldman Sachs. I always got a kick out of it. There was one guy, I remember, because that's what I wanted to do. I want. I, I was majoring in economics and finance, and that was my degree. And I, I was passionate about it. And back when passion meant something, you know, like I really. And this, I'm a great economist. I'm a very good economist. I predicted things. And the trick to being a good economist is to not be what's popular and just point out what's obvious. Um, but I remember getting pissed off as all hell when I saw some some dick sucking Ivy League fuck. I went to Harvard. <laughs> it wasn't Harvard. It was some other Cornell, Brown, whatever. Whatever you small penis blue blood American pussies go and major in. One of those schools that you went to. Uh, he majored in biology and he ended up getting a job at Goldman Sachs. I'm like, how the fuck does a guy with a degree in biology end up working in Wall Street? You don't even know how to read a financial statement. Well, you see, ha <laughs> ha. My father is Winston Howell III, and I suck a lot of penis. <laughs> and then that's when the old captain had his first real introduction to the real world and the real life. Although, again, that's why Wall Street ended up needing to be bailed out. The old captain was a better economist than all those assholes over on Wall Street. Oh, man, are you chose? You pissed off? No, no, no. I, I'm right. I am correct. I am better. Than and that's not a it's not BS. Who told you? I mean, you could go way back. You can go way back and see where the captain's like, hey, this dot com thing is a bubble. You don't understand me. You could, you know, price to sales. That's that's a key thing right there. When you're starting to do price to sales, not price to earnings, price to sales because there's no profits in this company. You're doing price to sales. Uh, then there's a bubble, and that was the old captain many many moons ago. When his pubes weren't gray. My pubes aren't gray now, I'm just saying. This is, I think not. Nope, they're not. Okay. Uh, yeah, the old captain is, he knows his stuff. Uh, where was I going? Oh, we're doing 
sponsors. All right. Um, beep, 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 beep. Merch account. We're not doing the merch account. I uh, ended up getting my account approved by Amazon. They got Amazon merch. Ah, merchandise. Well, what can you sell? I'm thinking coffee mugs and bumper stickers and you know, kind of fun stuff like that. Nope, it's shirts. It's only shirts. I don't know what idiot at Amazon.com thought. We're only going to do shirts because I was going to start putting stuff. I thought, you know, cappy coffee mugs. And I got some models lined up. Old Captain's got a lot of things going on in the background right now. And we're going to get some, got some pretty girls lined up. They're going to start modeling. We're going to get a little bit of pretty stuff going on. They're not conserva thoughts. They're models. They're good-looking girls who are going to pose in risque outfits and they're going to, like, be on a coffee mug. That's what I was thinking anyway. And um, then I find out that Amazon only does shirts. And I'm like, well, that doesn't go on a coffee mug. It's only shirts. Um, so the Amazon merch account is gone. We can delete that. Uh, all right. Patreon.com slash Aaron Clary. If you guys want to donate money, you certainly can. The Older Brother podcast will be starting... Uh, next Tuesday. I'm going to be doing it Tuesday nights. I don't know, 7 p.m. Central or 8 p.m. Central. I don't know. Um, we'll see. I got a... The problem is that the very intelligent people that I like, as opposed to the very intelligent people I don't like, uh, they're spread across the country. So, like, Beckloff is over on uh, East Coast time, and then we got some people over on the West Coast. You know, T.J. Martinell, he's over on West Coast time, Pacific time. So we got kind of like, ah, is it too late? Is it too early? Uh, but we'll be starting the Older Brother podcast. So check out OlderBrother.com, which I got to start working on <clears throat> today. I'll be doing that later on today. I've had a, since this weekend, I've just wanted to take a couple days off. Not do much of anything. Didn't write anything. Didn't do anything on Monday. For regular audience listeners, you know, say, hey, nothing's, nothing popped up on Cappy's account over here, over on CaptainCapitalismAboutBlogspot.com. Because I didn't feel like working. I didn't feel like doing anything. Uh, anyway, so uh, OlderBrother.com, check that out. We'll be doing the Older Brother podcast. They'll be coming through. Patreon.com, I'm going to have some pinup girls over there. And real girls, Not, I'm not doing the Fiverr thing. The old captain wants to think that he's char- charming and charismatic enough. He can get regular girls to go just show up like, hey, yeah, you know what? I like cappy capites. I like these real men and boys. And you know what? I'm a pretty girl, and I'm going to go and doll myself up and eh, not porn, obviously, but, you know, classic 1950s kind of uh, positions of risque. And so uh, we got a couple gals that are going to be kind enough. So check out uh, patreon.com slash Aaron Clary. I have even a category called pinups. We're going to be getting to that later on. Uh, Academiccomposition.com. Go there if you guys don't want to write your articles. You don't want to write your papers for your college classes on Marxism and hate white male studies. Because you guys have to go and take those classes anyway. So do what smart corporations do. They outsource. So why don't you outsource your stupid, worthless papers by going to academiccomposition.com. Also, if you happen to be a good writer, 
if you happen to, you know, you want to make a little bit of money. Let's say you foolishly majored in the liberal arts and it wasn't until now that you started discovering Cappy Cappy. Like, oh my God, I made a mistake. Well, there's let's paint a little silver lining to a cloud. Alex is always hiring at academiccomposition.com. Go there, contact Alex, tell him that the captain sent you. Uh, Alex is always hiring writers and marketeers. The pay is shit, okay? It's not a fun job. Writing leftist Marxist indoctrinated bullshit about how much you suck. Heaven forbid you're a white guy and you got to start writing papers about how much you suck. All right? But you know what? You get some money, you make a little bit of cash, and you can do it from anywhere. All right? So if you're desperate, you're hard up, why don't you go work for academiccomposition.com? Contact Alex. Let him know that the captain sent you, and all will be well. We have my Amazon affiliate program. If you do any online shopping, which most of you do, all I ask... All I ask, yes, I ask yes, I ask yes, to simply go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com, click on the Amazon banner, and do your shopping that way. Why do I have to go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com first? Because if you go straight to Amazon.com, then Amazon.com don't know that you came for me and I don't make no commission. I make a 6 to 7% commission and cut. It doesn't cost you any more if you go through my Amazon affiliate program. So go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com, look to the right and a little bit down, you'll see the Amazon shopping cart logo. I didn't see it. You aren't looking. You aren't looking. Look again. And don't do it on your phone. I do my I do my phone app. It's just so convenient. No, 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 no. If you love the captain, look. I'll admit this. Patreon was a lark. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Patreon, like, holy shit, people actually donate to this crap. I've had PayPal. You could have donated a monthly donation, and people have. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I'm not besmirching those of you who donate on Patreon. But this Patreon thing is like, holy crap. Jordan Peterson makes like a billion dollars a month. <laughs> what? I'll, I'll, okay, fine. I'll set up a little account over there. Um, you, you can go ahead and donate money if you'd like, but to be honest and true, if you really want to help out and not just throw away money, because that, that's what, let's be honest, that's all that uh, charity is. <clears throat> charity is throwing away money. Name me one charity that solved the problem. Aside from March of Dimes. Aside from March of Dimes. They cure polio, I believe. Um but it's just a pissing away of money, let's be honest. Uh, now, if you donate to Patreon.com, my, I guarantee you my money is going to, that money is going to be spent on booze, hookers, whores, and, and more booze and fun times. Right? So it's not going to be wasted, I'll grant you that. But in, in more serious terms, like, yeah, if you want to help out the Cappy Cap, and you're like, well, I, I don't want to donate money because obviously you don't get anything in exchange. Do all your Amazon shopping. Do all your online shopping through my Amazon affiliate program. I get a commission. You guys don't pay any more. Uh, Amazon's happy because I send them traffic. Uh, that's that's the way to do it. Uh, so please do that. The Amazon affiliate program over at CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. InvisibleHandFashion.com. Born out of frustration from the inability of idiotic workers and a large leftist shithole to understand basic logic, Invisible Hand Fashion serves up cold hard facts in both snarky and subtle forms. If you are looking for a shirt with economic charts on it say wow was that it yep invisiblehandfashion.com check those guys out we have steve's jerky you can find him at facebook.com slash steve's jerky um and i i haven't i haven't never sampled it i'm not a big jerky guy but beckloff and uh what's the other guy's name matt forney those guys have tried it and i guess it's really good um these guys swear by it 
he's paying me to advertise it. So, uh, But if you're a fan of jerky, go to facebook.com slash Steve's Jerky and uh, order some jerky there. Businessbuyeradvantage.com. In order to get ahead and take advantage of tax laws and maximize your lifestyle, you need to be in business for yourself. It's faster, cheaper, easier, and less risky to buy an already successful business than it is to do a startup. Access tons of free information about how to buy or sell a business at businessbuyeradvantage.com. If you like what you see and want to go deeper by taking the Business Buyer Advantage courses online, use the discount code CLARY to get a special uh, price. Uh, check that out. Uh, Mr. Burnett runs a good show over there, runs a good outfit. Um, please contact him before you start buying a business or you know, get a franchise or anything. There's a lot of risk involved in that. And I've seen more than one person in my banking days cash in their 401k or IRA. I'm going to start a PJ. I'm going to buy a bar. Sports bar, sports bar, sports bar, sports bar. Bar, sports, sports, bar, bar, sports, sports, bar. And you sheep deserve to die in poverty and misery. Um, but please contact him over businessbuyeradvantage.com before you buy a business of any kind. Please don't buy a sports bar. The Clary Podcast is also sponsored by kingscastle.com. A King's Castle is a place for men who want to leave a legacy and advance Western civilization. With daily articles by various authors, lively commenters who have both serious discussion and fun-loving jokes, a forum for more serious discussions, and even the occasional lulzy troll, you will want to make a King's Castle a daily visit or add it to your RSS feed. Whether you are a father, someone who wants to become one, or just a masculine man looking for more than just banging women, I don't know what else would be beyond that, King's Castle is the next step in master sites that will encourage you to become a man with long-term purpose. Stop by kingscastle.com today. There's no code or anything like, hey, tell them Clary sent you. You know, just actually, you know, if you want to help out the old Clary Meister, you just say, yeah, I heard you over on Cappy Cap. That's how it goes. That's how that's how I make my money. That's reputation. People say, oh, yeah, Cappy. Although, oh, oh, this is great. I am by no means a huge celebrity. Not at all. Um, but a buddy of mine, she was over in California, this and that and that. And she mentioned uh, Bachelor Pad Economics. This guy looks at me and says, you read Aaron Clary? She's like, yeah, I know him. He's like, yeah. So she met this guy who read Bachelor Pad Economics, and he's like, he knew who I was. I'm like, dude, that's so freaking cool. That's so awesome. It's happened a couple times where like I've been like going around like, hey, you're Aaron Clary. I'm like, yeah, I am. And and I got to get over the the shock value because traditionally when people recognize me, it was because I taught ballroom dance. Because I'm, I'm a pretty big deal down here in Minnesota. I was pretty big. And no, but mathematically speaking, I, I taught economics. I taught classes. But then I also taught ballroom dance. So there would be a fair amount of And that's like, oh, hey, I had you as a dance instructor. That was the normal way that I would meet people. Oh, yeah. Well, well yeah, I'm sorry. I don't remember you because there was like a fucking thousand of you. Um. But now it's my hey, you're Aaron Clary. I'm like, yes, yes, I am. They're like, oh, I read your thing. I do this. I'm like, oh, cool. Then I get eye rolls from the girlfriend. She's like, oh my god, don't don't feed his ego. Don't feed his ego. You're the famous Simon Templar. Only a few of you are going to get that. Only a few of you are going to get that Simon Templar joke. I think I'm going to go. That'll be my new alias when I go to another town. I'll say, my name's Simon. Simon Templar. And people are like. Oh, okay, fine. I don't know who you are. 
But if you watch the saint, you say, oh, he's the famous Simon Templar. MTFUnow.com. Check them out. ManTheFuckUpNow.com. When we started our brand apparel, we just want to sell cool t-shirts and hoodies. The brand quickly became something more than that, just another apparel brand. It became a symbol of people who were fed up with the direction our country is going. MTFU is about taking responsibility for your decisions and actions. MTFU is about standing up for what you believe in spite what other people think. MTFU is about being the person you were meant to be instead of what other people want you to be. It has nothing to do with gender, race, or economics. It has to do with living your life and to your full potential and helping others around you do the same. Lifting each other up. Instead of tearing each other down, we promise to do our part, but we'll need your help to change the world. Please help us by joining the MTFU revolution over at mtfunow.com. I want to point out this other website, helmetstohardhats.org. I know a lot of you uh, guys out there, gals too, uh, military, and you're looking for jobs. All right, A lot of you are enlisted. Uh, you're still doing your GI thing. You don't know if you're going to go... You haven't gone to college yet or whatever. You haven't chosen a path yet. Uh, there's a website out there called helmetstohardhats.org. Uh, check them out. It looks like they're trying to get a bunch of military people into the trades. And um, I don't know. Nothing wrong with being a carpenter. Nothing wrong with wearing a hard hat. Pays more than the liberal arts. And so these guys obviously have a uh, preference to hire Military men and women, and I don't blame them one bit. <clears throat> you guys are a higher class of per- people, and I'm not saying that to kiss your ass. I'm saying because it it's true. So check out helmetstohardhats.org slash jobs slash find dash jobs, but you guys can navigate it that way. We got my books for Constance Man, Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, <clears throat> Bachelor Pad Economics, Worthless, Enjoy the Decline, Chris with High IQ, Poor Richard's Retirement. You guys all know that, um, but if you have bought my books, please do me a huge favor and just review them online. I don't care what rating or star you give them. You know, I want you to be honest. If it's a shitty book, let me know. Uh, but if you could review them online and write reviews, that also helps <coughs> with sales. And then um, you don't have to spend any money. Uh, Run Guts, Pull Cones, Pushing Rubber Downhill. Two books by our good friend Adam Pickett over at PushingRubberDownhill.com. I have sent him. I like to give Adam a little bit of guff. I like to give him a little bit of guff. Uh, but I sent him uh, a gift in the mail. Now, he doesn't know what it is. He doesn't know. And on his latest podcast, he was a little bit worried and concerned that it would be another loofah or a bar of Irish spring soap, which there's nothing, there's no shame in that. No shame in that. But apparently Irish spring is, he, he looks at it condescendingly. He's a snob. He's a soap snob. Hang on. Let me tell you what a snob Adam Pickett is when it comes to soap here in a second. Anyway, I, I don't know what posh, cushy lifestyle you have where you can critique soap, where Irish Spring is thought of to be beneath you. You know, maybe maybe you, you're just this posh guy who lives in Canberra or Sydney uh, or wherever the rich people live in Australia. Uh, you know, maybe, and you you know, you're probably this gallivanting international world traveler and, and you do whitewater rafting in every country except the United States because apparently you miss that big-ass country with all of its people. No flights, I guess, going to that place. But, you know, and, and then uh, you, say, have a, a friend, a friend, you know, overseas who sends you some Irish spring soap and two loofahs, one red, one blue, one for the missus, the good wife, 
and one for you know for for the man, and uh, they just they just throws it just dismisses it, he besmirches it just like yeah, that's 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 not that's Adam Piggott that's Adam Piggott you know, so if you're snooty about the type of soap you know oh bar soap we don't do bar soap it's certainly not this Irish Spring junk, <laughs> I gotta it, it was funny uh, now Americans will get this but. People outside the United States won't get it. Okay, see, we all got Walmart. I think everybody knows Walmart. And I was at Walmart late at night for some reason. I think I just couldn't sleep. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to Walmart and, you know, buy some stuff, you know, some standard staples that I need. And I knew Adam Piggott. Um, he's like, what's this Irish spring? You know, what, what is this? What, oh, what, what crap soap is this? I, I don't know what his antagonism is against Irish spring. Maybe he doesn't like the Irish. I don't know. But there was a whole... They must have had it on discount because there was a... Not not an aisle, but they actually built a stack of Irish Spring soap for sale. <laughs> and I, I got a little bit... I sent it sent off to, to Adam over in Holland. Uh, but I took a picture of it. I'm like, hey, here you go, Irish Spring. And he just he's confused. But uh, So I have sent him uh, another gift... It's not as good as Irish Spring, but I have a feeling he's going to like it more than Irish Spring. He was, he was very judgmental, very judgmental, <clears throat> very bigoted, didn't, uh, you know, I don't even know if he's tried the Irish Spring. He's, he hasn't tried it. There's nothing wrong with Irish Spring. I, I just thought maybe tried first without prejudging it. But no, I, I sent him a, actually a good gift. I think he'll like, <clears throat> he'll like the gift that I sent him. Um, so you can check him out over at pushingrubberdownhill.com. We got into a tiff with, uh, Jordan Peterson. I'm not a, I'm not going to delve into it. I don't, uh, I like Jordan Peterson because of what he's doing. But it, it really is the John McClane throwing the terrorist body out of the window onto the car of Carl and saying, welcome to the party, pal. Like, I, I, this latecomer. And that's the only criticism I have of Jordan Peterson. I've been harsh on him. I go, oh, my God, hang dang, I'm Jordan Peterson. I'm going to shoot back at the leftist pachoo. I give him guff. He, he doesn't know who I am. It doesn't matter anyway. Although, I don't know, maybe if he, he got pissed off that you know, Piggott wrote about him. Um... But it's like, yeah, welcome to the party, pal. Where have you been? And yes, yes, people, are, you're just jealous because he makes a, a fifty thousand dollars a year on Patreon. Yes, you damn right, I am. Yes, yes, I am. I why why him? What what the hell? Wait wait, why this guy? What? I'm glad he's here. I'm glad that like you know, yeah, all right, fine. He's He's in academia, and, and now people are starting to listen a little bit, and it took balls to stand up to the leftist academics. Good for him, standing up to big education. But uh, we've been doing that for 10 years. We've been doing that when his pubes weren't great. You know, that's, uh, and now all of a sudden, oh, now it's Jordan. Oh, wow, well, uh, is that it? It's the old, slow, Republican, conservative, Tory money. Wow, hey, wait a minute. He's saying things we like, even though we haven't gone in the... Well, now we'll donate some money to him. All right, you go, Jordan Peterson. Ah, younger, faster, stronger, better. Harder, better, faster, stronger. Song. 
Daft Punk, if any of you guys would watch it. Um, these people have been on that, that battle line long before Jordan Peterson. Long before that, man. Glad an officer came down to hang out with us enlisted men here. Oh, hey, you want to fire some bullets that direction? That's great there, uh, Captain Peterson. We've just been doing it for a decade. That's all. You dang, I'm Jordan Peterson. I'm going to shoot over at Leftist Pachu. That, take that there, Leftist. Ooh, pay me lots of money. Anyway, glad to have you here with us, Jordan. And I'm sorry that Adam Piggott hurt your feelings. Uh, no, I'm not going to mention that. No. Roll Tomasi, the rational male. We got that. I think Looper is a better movie than Time Cop. <coughs> uh, asshole Consulting, you guys know that. You guys need... Advice from an older brotherly type of male. Contact me over at Asshole Consulting. Mm. 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 I'm delete all these. Looking through. I would like to advertise the Asshole Consulting Life Improvement Plan, but the people that contact me about it are so fucked up. They're such losers that there's no way. that That's the flaw in the Life Improvement Plan. Is like This presupposes you have $2,000 to give me. Uh, when you're such a loser, you're living at home. And I've, I've seen some genuine losers. I like to do the Life Improvement Plan. Good, give me some money. Well, that's right. Yeah, you're a fucking loser. Never mind. Okay, borrow it from your parents. All right, League of Extraordinary Podcasters, 405media.com, John Grant's outfit, check them out. Financialsurvivalnetwork.com, check out our good friend Carrie Lutz, Canto Talk, C-A-N-T-O, Silvio Canto, if you happen to be a Latino nature. Uh, you don't have to be a Latino nature. You just, if you want to hear a, a Latino who ain't a leftist fucking whiny cunt, go to uh, Canto Talk over at Blog Talk Radio. com. O'Shea Jackson, our brother out in Poland. Only are thy name, majoring in the medical field. O'Shea Jackson, you can visit him on YouTube.com. Economic Invincibility, check him out over at YouTube.com. Jim Veer, JimVeer138.blogspot.com, check him out if you want to hear very sad, depressing geekery. You need to take a, a break from uh, politics. Tune in to Jim Veer138.blogspot.com. TJMarnell.com, our good friend over in the Cascades. He's doing his thing. Small Scale Life. If you are looking to grow your own food, may I recommend SmallScaleLife.com. Uh, our good friend Tom is um, teaching you how to grow your own. Basically, urban gardening is what it is, which comes in handy if like the world collapses and you want to eat food. He he he's got um he's got some really interesting efficient I don't want to say uh shit hits the fan scenario but shit hits the fan scenario like this is some stuff that you could save a lot of time and money world class bullshitters you can find them on uh, youtube.com entrepreneurs in cars our good friend Rich Cooper 
Michael Kingswood, podcast.michaelkingswood.com slash RSS if you want to look and listen to some kind of um, fiction, science fiction. Podcast.com, michaelkingswood.com slash RSS. And then the safety doc, safetyphd.com, our good friend Dr. David Perodin, who will send you an email that is 18 pages long and then you're like, oh, I'll get back to it later. And then, I love you, Doc. I do. Uh, <laughs> then I was like, oh, I should really go back to this email. And then you read through it and like, oh, it's it's a month old. I haven't responded to the Doc in that long of a time because he sends these long, lengthy emails. Uh, him and his family are going to go out to South Dakota, though. Um, got a bunch of kids, a bunch of kids, a bunch of daughters. It's just him. He's the only guy. It's the husband with uh, the wife and a bunch of daughters. Poor bastard. And uh, he's going to take those kids out to South Dakota. And he asked me about, oh, where do I want to go? I'm like, hey, here you go. I know everything. Go there. Go there. Do this. Do that. The irony of what handful of friends I have in South Dakota. I'm like, oh, yeah, you've been there, haven't you? Like, no. Like, you've been here, haven't you? Like, no. Like, how haven't you been there? You live here. How how have you not? The number of people, it's shocking. It is shocking. The number of people who live in Rapid City, Atham looked this up. Look up Rapid City, South Dakota. Now, you look maybe an inch, if that, to the west, which is eh, 40, 50 miles. There's Badlands National Park. The number of people who live in Rapid City who have not been to Badlands National Park is shocking. It's shocking. I'm like, how have you not been there? It's right there. How do you not go? Why you, you, You're bored one day. I mean, you must get bored. There's got to be days like, ah, it's, it's rainy, it's crappy, what do we do? Why don't you go out to South Dakota over at the Badlands National Park? Nah. Let's just stay here and drink and go to the gay bar. There is a gay bar in uh, Rapid City, by the way. There's a gay bar. Brass Rail. Old Captain walked in on it accidentally. <laughs> I'm like... Brass rail, that can't be gay. And I walk in, oh, yeah, it's freaking gay. Holy shit, this is gay. It's gay. Yep, which is fine. But uh, although gay nightclubs have way more fun. You want a good time. I'm not lying. I'm not joking. Go to the gay nightclubs. Everybody's having a good old freaking time there. Probably because it's guys and they're gay. And that means they're attracted to other men. And no matter how gay you are, that doesn't mean you're female. And so what the great thing about gay guys is, is that they are uh, they're pro-sex. <laughs> Which also then, uh, the downside is that they uh, end up getting a lot of STDs. But the whole point is, they're so happy. Lesbians are miserable. Let's just say it. When you picture lesbian, you're not thinking a happy woman. And that's because women don't like sex and they're anti-sex. Men are uh, pro-sex, gay or not. And so if you're attracted to other men who want to have sex, well, that's the best of both worlds. This is why they're all happy and singing and dancing and they're all smiling. Because everybody's getting laid that night. Everybody's getting laid. Straight people, you got to negotiate. You got to argue. You got to you gotta coerce. You got to strategize. You got to like, hey, maybe you suck my penis. Hey, girl, do you want to do this? Yeah. And then lesbians, oh my god, everybody hates sex, everybody hates everything. They're lesbians, they just don't, they don't, they're not happy people at all. But gay, gay men, they're just like, yeah, you want to have sex? Yeah, so do I. Let's go have fun. And oh my god, how are they, how did the term gay, it's not a shock 
that the term gay, they're happy. They're happy motherfuckers because everybody's getting laid. Brass Rill, Rapid City, South Dakota. Check it out. <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to do that. Cat the Capitalism, Top Shelf and Reserved. Um, if you guys want to read the best of my blog, but you don't want to read through the blog because, well, the blog is long and there's a lot of stuff that isn't really worth reading. Um, just topical matters I link to. But you want to read a little bit more, go to Captain Capitalism. I'm sorry, go to Amazon.com and buy Captain Capitalism Top Shelf and Captain Capitalism Reserve. Those are the best of books. I'll be coming out with another book here soon. i got to back up the blog in case the YouTubes or the Googles or Alphabet, or Alphabet. Uh, that corporation decides that, like, we don't like your conservative leanings and we're going to delete your more philosophical works. Interestingly enough, um, people do like those books. They get very high ratings because it is my my best works. It is my best writing. It's just there's not a script or a theme. It's just oh, here's some. It's essays. That's all it is. A compilation of essays. So if you want to read that, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf and Captain Capitalism Reserve, you can find that seven six three. Are you writing this down? Are you writing this number down? Do you want to buy precious metals? Do you want to help out my buddy who helped me out? I don't even make I don't make commission on this. This is the guy I go to to get precious metal. 763-657-7843-763-657-7843. Contact my buddy Mike. Mike has helped me out. I owe Mike a lot. And uh that's why I'm plugging him. So if you guys want to buy precious metals, please go through Mike. I guess precious metals, what is uh hang on, let's take a look at this. I think the money's going to uh, cryptocurrencies. That's where the uh, the worry money, the fear money. Prices. Take a look at silver prices. Kitco. Uh, what is this? Twenty-four hour spot. Yeah, sixteen dollars. Uh, can I do? Let's do gold. Twelve hundred. Gold should be way higher. Can I go? It's three months. I want to see like a ounce. Not, let me do a long-term chart. Oh, here we go. Five years. All right, let's do five years. By all accounts and measures, silver and gold should have... I need to upgrade my flash play. Oh, fuck you. All right, never mind. You haven't buy gold or silver, go ahead and buy it. Um, that's it for the sponsors. What else we got? Now listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? I guess we'll do some news. We'll do some news. Successful Flow from SuccessfulFlow.com. People over 40 should only work three days a week, experts say. This is a completely bullshit article. Uh, And the experts, I don't know who they are. I have a feeling they're not going to quote them. Um, But I like the way it sounds, so I'm going to be an American female and just think, Yeah, yeah. 
American women should just work three days a week, and then we should be paid a hundred thousand dollars a year. And then we they just everybody loves us for for our awesomeness and our values. Study issued in the Melbourne Melbin. Because why fucking put an R in there, right? Right, uh, Adam? Why, why, why would we put the R in there? All you Australians, they laugh at us. Ha, 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 They said Melbourne. It's Melbourne. Well, then why is there an R there? We say herbs. Herbs, because there's a fucking H in it. To quote Eddie Hizzard. Study issued by the Melbourne Institute work paper claims that people who are older than 40 perform best at work when they work three days per week. Well, that's all anybody really does. Don't be bullshitting. Don't tell me I got to be there for eight hours a day. <clears throat> this I figured out very early. I was in my 20s when I figured this. I'm like, well, yeah, you guys are still on this like industrial revolution clock. Where we got to be here for eight hours. What's with this eight hour stuff? I could do this. And then you sit there and you twiddle your thumbs. Especially if you're higher IQ. Especially if you're intelligent. You can get your work done very quickly. You know, but the baby boomer cocksuckers say, you got to be here eight hours. You can be fucking checking out. How stupid is that? You got to check out with the fucking clock. Wait for the fucking black hand to make it to like uh, 5 p.m. Oh, now I can go. Nothing going on in the past four hours. <clears throat> Hadn't done, you know, piddly jack shit since lunch. Oh, no, my God. So does this mean that older workers could work less efficiently? According to the Australian study, researchers tried to analyze the cognitive abilities of older workers. As a result, the participants in the study, 3,500 women and 3,000 men. Well, that's impressive. Took part in the testing. The researchers focused on the participants' abilities such as abstract reasoning, memory, and executive reasoning. In addition, researchers measured their cognitive performance in order to conclude how effective they were at work. The participants had improved when they worked 25 hours per week. However, the performance greatly reduced when they started working 55 hours per week. Yes, exactly! To any schmo, to any self-aware, cognizant schmo, we know we don't work eight hours a day. The the art of looking busy, I even wrote about this in Bachelor Pad Economics. You have to have an Excel spreadsheet with lots of formula and numbers so you can alt-tab to it. So when your baby boomer piece of shit boss, which thankfully are dying out, they're going away. Now it's just Gen X, which is even worse probably. Oh, I see numbers and grids. That that must mean you are working and you are here till 5 p.m. to clock out. Then you are doing real work and jobs at every baby boomer fucktime boss ever. Uh, what made the participants lose their touch was fatigue and stress. According to one of the lead authors of the study, Professor Colin McKenzie, the level of intellectual stimulation depends on working on the working hours. Even though work can stimulate the brain activity, it can also cause fatigue and stress. Therefore, it can have a drastic impact on cognitive function. I'm glad we had 7,500 participants in the study and academics who no doubt received government money, grant money to do this study. I'm glad we finally figured this out. Something that if you would have simply asked, hey, are you working? I mean, really, I, I, I want to know. We'll pay you the same amount. 
But if you're done with your work, you can go home. Holy shit. And then what would happen? Oh, my God. Employee loyalty and production would go up. Hey, wait. I'm done with my stuff and I can go home? They say, wow, I could even work. They could get they could get all the work. I'm not joking. I am not joking. You could get all your work done in one day in the week. One day. Smart people like me. People who read The Curse of the High IQ. You people. We get all of our work done in a week in one day. And I see I'm golfing. I'm fishing. I'm going to go look at porn. I'm going to go drink myself silly. I'm going to go throw rocks at, at walls. Whatever do you want to do. <clears throat> As Professor McKenzie claims, working 40 hours per week is effective for maintaining normal cognitive functioning. However, it doesn't maximize the positive effects of work. Furthermore, the results may vary in other countries. After all, it is difficult to control for every other factor that may contribute to the results of the study. The solution. Does the type of work you do matter? Yeah, I'd say it does. Is it important to be a full-time or part-time job? What if the job is more intellectually demanding? Oh, don't, please, 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 don't tell me these jobs. There's no such thing as an intellectually demanding job. Unless you're, like, working for NASA or a programmer or an engineer, fine. But don't, please don't tell me the rank and file bullshit is mentally demanding. Uh, according to Professor McKenzie, it's difficult to tell. It is hard to identify common effects of the type of work you can do and how it can affect the cognitive functions, so people may choose jobs based on their cognitive abilities. I'm just not good at math. I'm going to, call, I'm going to work with children because I like the children. I'm going to become a teacher. Yes. We're adding the hiss to teachers. Hiss. Because you are all fucking devils. Also, it's not clear why working more than 30 hours is not good for the brain, as Professor McKenzie claims. We know that working a lot can cause fatigue and stress, but it is also important to maximize the positive effects of our work. Therefore, depending on how many holidays people can take every year, it's difficult to control all the contributing ba-ba-ba-ba-ba final thoughts. Not going to read through it. Here is my question. When do we work? Like, hear the old captain out on this. Hear the old captain out on this. We are supposed to go from 5 to essentially 25, according to the baby boomers who are dying out now. And the Gen X or managerial class who is telling us we have to, like, you know, we need we need doctorates, we need masters. When do we actually work? <clears throat> I know this was not the intention of Mr. McKenzie's study, but... We're supposed to go to school until we're 25, so for the first quarter century. The first third of our lives, we're getting trained. And then we're supposed to work, and then we're going to stop working at 40? Only 10 hours a, a, a week? Um, so what, 15 years of production? So you're telling me from cradle to grave, we're only going to work 15 years out of the 75, so 60 years is... To be parasitic, we're supposed to work up that much money, that much production in 15 years of our life to pay for 60 years. That's the way it's going. Now, <clears throat> Mr. McKenzie, Professor McKenzie, Dr. McKenzie, giving him all those due rights, that wasn't his intention of this. just like, well, look at the efficacy of working beyond a certain amount. And I agree with him. But the if we're to follow this conventional wisdom... And we are to, you know, let's care about the children in our future. 
Uh, do we ever have math introduced into this this formula? Like, because uh, I'm starting to look at it now, and this is a question that the the millennials who are now in their 30s, and I love it that they're in their 30s now because it's hilarious. But Gen Zers, I mean, you guys have got to ask yourself this question mathematically. Well, what we're supposed to go to school until we're in our 30s, then maybe we work. Um, and then according to this math, we should only work a decade. And then what? We all go on retire. I, I just wonder how the math works out. This is very curious math where in my eye, in my observation, we keep prolonging the amount of training and education we need to have people have. Well, you need a ma- master is preferred. Master, that's, that's two words right there that have ruined two generations of people. Master is preferred. But then you're you're so old, your youth is gone. You have no energy, and now you're just supposed to like what? Just work, you know, until you're forty. Oh no, ten hours, and then retire. I am flirting, observing, and acknowledging the role automation will play in the labor market. I'm not dismissing it as this, like, oh, you people are lazy, you gotta, da, 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 although there is that component. But this may be one of those things where the robots do all the work, and Americans, particularly Americans, particularly lethargic and disgusting and gross, we just live off of the robots' labor. But then you prissy white people, and I am going to put it on white people, although you know, minorities are certainly um, guilty of this as well, but it's predominantly prissy white girls. You have to have some kind of reason or meaning. I have to have a purpose and a cause to help their children. What if? What if it's just like, yeah, we uh, enough white guys and Asian guys got together. Maybe there's a token black guy and a Hispanic guy. Again, we're going to be racist today. We men, I'll tell you that, us men, not you girls, us fucking men, suck our fucking dicks. Created the perfect utopia where robots take care of everything. We build an artificial intelligence. We program it, and now and then, what is it? Is it is it that petty that you girls are like, I'm gonna help each other, and there's like inequality? I mean, you're gonna get so obsessed about inequality and justice, and well, this what was it? Talking to a buddy of mine, Atham looked this up. Red Wing, South, uh, Red Wing, Minnesota. This is a far-flung town way to fuck out outside of the metro area. And they're already talking about equity. We need to have equity. Is it progressive? Are there minorities that are going to be there? Like, uh, is this your problem? What if the people of Red Wing just don't, you know, they just say, yeah, yeah, people want to buy a house here. They can. We're not going to care what skin color they are. But these Nazis, and that's what they are, these controls totalitarianist Nazis are going to, well, we need to have 1.7% black people and 2.7% Hispanic people. We need women. Like, that's, that's where this is going to go. Because you people cannot just work a real job, produce some real value, and let people own. No, your egos is, that's, that's where the scary part of this, uh, automated economy, this artificial intelligence where the robots just do all of our work. What petty levels of bullshit are you guys going to get into? Are you going to tax good-looking people? 
Are you going to uh, propagate fat acceptance and uglo Americans? What what prop? See, and, and it gets pettier and pettier and pettier to the point that people are invading your personal life. Your wife has too big of tits. You better go and sh- farm her out. Oh, you you better pay a tax because your wife is too hot. You have a nicer car than the average. Well, you better pay an extra tax. It's already happening. It's already happening on some level. And I'm glad I'll be dead, but my God, what Gen Z is going to have to, the problems they're going to face if roboticizing automation comes along. The pettiness, the small quibbling quarrels you're going to have. That's going to be really interesting. That'll be very interesting. All right. That's it for the Clary Podcast. Uh, we will have the Older Brother Podcast starting Tuesday nights, I believe. We'll be live streaming that uh, once I get off my ass. and I got to do some work. I got to do window work. Probably do that later today. <coughs> Working on windows. Uh, you guys can tune in. It'll be... Uh, I'll put it up on Cappy Capital. Uh, once I set the event, I'll put it up so you guys can tune in live if you want. The Super Chats are always appreciated. For those of you who know what Super Chats are, uh, just so you know, I um, am not going to be watching the chat screen or room um, while I'm doing the podcast. I will visit it probably mid-broadcast and then go through all the Super Chats then. Uh, Not that I don't appreciate it, but it's impossible to do the podcast and then also watch the Super Chats or the chat room. But yeah, you guys can certainly donate money. And that's it. All right. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.